Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. This is actually my second attempt at recording this episode. I was interrupted on my previous attempt, but we're not going to go there. We're going to push forward because we don't always get it right on the first try. And that is perfectionism creeping on my backside because I wish that I was able to get it done all at one time. This is something that I struggle with. I am a Virgo and it's part of our traits where we can strive for perfectionism, even though I am well aware it does not exist. Um, It just feels like that's the only way to do things. But I am always, always, always trying to come down to the realization that, you know what, what's going to happen is going to happen. I can't always brace myself or, you know, force myself to think of it to be that way. And it's very freeing, but it's also very scary. So for those of you who live in the world of wanting to be perfect or striving for perfectionism, um, you understand that it is tied up to being not only fearful, but also in control. And with those two things comes a lot of uncertainty and a lot of um, sometimes very unwanted thoughts. And, you know, to avoid all of those thoughts, we strive for perfectionism. So usually, or nine times out of 10, I am really shooting for the best of the best. It just feels more natural to me. It feels like this is where I'm supposed to be. This is how things are supposed to be. And so how I usually do that is, you know, I set my expectations super high, sometimes unattainable. But it takes people in my corner, my support system to identify where I pushed, you know, too far or I, you know, expect too much or I am not paying attention to what's actually going on or what actually matters. And they helped adjust, they help adjust my overall um, experience or they, you know, just alter everything a little bit more. It's very challenging to be in a space where you're always wanting the best of the best. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, being the best version of yourself, you know, isn't possible or having some sense of what feels to you as perfect isn't possible. But it also means that when it doesn't go that way, you shouldn't necessarily beat yourself up or you shouldn't necessarily look at it as a negative and the end of the world because there is a lesson, there's a blessing behind that. And I've been faced with that um, many, many times in my life. And I am now just getting to a place where I'm starting to understand it more and appreciate it more and say thank you more. Because, you know, as I start to come to this new phase of my life, and we talked, you, you know, we've spoken about this before in previous episodes, where there's a big transition that I know that God is gearing me up for. And I know I'm not completely ready for this new transition or to turn over this new leaf, but I'm in training, if you will. And what that means is that he's testing me through other avenues or other experiences to really, really see my tenacity, see my dedication, you know, not necessarily prove to him, but to groom me in a sense to say, you know, what I have envisioned for you is much greater and much grander than you could ever see, plan, coordinate, um, control, expect, strive for. But these little things or these 
you know, time periods in your life in which I am pushing you or fighting with you or moving you forward in, you know, whatever direction it may be, I want you to be aware that they're for good reason and they are basically here put on purpose so that way you can truly, truly blossom. You can grow. You can become the person you want to be. Um, you know, fighting perfectionism is something that I do on a daily basis. So for those of you who are not perfectionists, kudos to you because it must be so freeing not to, you know, strive for the best of the best all the time, every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, so, you know, it's, it's crazy, but for people like myself who basically say like something as simple as like right now. So right now I'm recording after what I would ideally like to consider like my bedtime, um, before 10 o'clock and PM actually to be more specific. Cause obviously you guys don't know what time I'm recording this. Um, you know, ideally I would like to record it before 10 PM, but as life would have it, that's not an option. And so, you know, it kind of, there's like a little anxiety or just like a little notch that goes on where it's like, Ooh, you know, that like you could be sleeping right now because tomorrow's going to be a very big day for me. So as I'm starting to adjust, I'm like, Ooh, you know, you're not doing what you're supposed to do or what you could be doing. Why couldn't you have you fit this in a different time or whatever the case may be? Not even to mention the fact that me recording this, you know, is something that is overdue, something that I should have done, something that I should have made time for before. But I put other things in front of it. I didn't um, communicate to my partner, for example, that this was something that I needed to make time for and that they should support me. Not to say that they don't ask, they actually listen to all my um, episodes and stuff, but they really lean on me to... um, navigate my passion because they know it's not something that I can just record on a whim. I have to be, I wouldn't say in the mood, but my mental space has to be around there. So there's been times that I've tried to record or I've wanted to record in, in windows that I could have recorded, but I wasn't there. I think that's the biggest thing with this. Um, more recently, more than ever, I've lost a lot of motivation and I know why, um, you know, going back to the funeral in which that I helped coordinate or coordinated, um, there goes my imposter syndrome, not wanting to take full credit, but in all actuality, you know, I basically coordinated it. Um, you know, it drew the life out of me and it was such a weird feeling because it, it had me face my family in a different light that I've ever faced them before. And it was like a twilight zone. Like it was something I truly did not want to do. I did not want to be a part of, but I knew I had no choice. Like God was literally holding me, carrying me through the process. And I was unwilling through the process. And so that made the process even more challenging. And for those of you who fight again with perfectionism, you know that when you have to make an imperfect situation perfect, it burns you on the inside. It hurts on the inside because you're like, dude, I don't even want to be here. I don't want to be going through this, but if I'm going to do it my way, or if I'm going to do it, I'm in control. It has to be this way. And it's such a struggle to 
put something together that wasn't intended to be in that in that design or that way in a way that appeases you so you can feel more confident you can feel more motivated and this whole listen that whole experience that three weeks because it was three weeks um threw me off like I literally felt like I was in the twilight zone like a lot of things you know slipped through the cracks a lot of things didn't happen um I had mood swings I felt like you know I was completely just servicing you know the needs of others and I didn't make enough time for myself now don't get me wrong I did put in into play things like you know amping up my self-care so working out um listening to music finding nice YouTube shows to watch to you know reset my mind and not force my mind to go down that spiral because I think when you I well, I know when you are constantly fighting this demon of perfectionism, you have a tendency to want to um, be negative and beat yourself up and talk to yourself in a way that others you wouldn't even let others talk to yourself. Now, I will say, um, personally, I'm not as big on like talking to myself negatively in a sense that like I probably won't call myself out, you know, rudely or, you know, you know, talk down on myself, but I may say things like, come on, Sam, really? Like, get it together. Seriously? Now, you know, you know, like, it's kind of like that. Let's get it together. What, what, you know, what's going on here? Like, we look, no, that's not going to work. Like, come on. So there are times that I kind of loop around and, you know, make an effort to kind of pep pep talk myself and, you know, be there for myself in a way that maybe I would like others to at the time, but because of the circumstance, it's just me. Um, meaning like it happened in my head, it happened in real time and no one else was there to hear the story or witness it, especially right now with us being so isolated. Um, but you know, when you're handling perfectionism, perfectionism, you really have to be careful because it's like, it feels like sometimes a disease, you know, and not to say that it's not something that can be adjusted or worked through 100%. This is something that I'm living, breathing, fighting all the time. And it takes sometimes myself or other individuals to catch me when I start to go down that path of why certain things didn't add up correctly, or why didn't it make sense, or why wasn't I able to get everything done in a day. And sometimes even just how I manage everything you know, you can just tell the energy in which I'm trying to get everything done and taken care of. Um, when I came back from my vacation, something that sh- strikes me the most or something that plays in my head because it really, really, um, it showed me myself through someone else's lens. My partner said to me, you know, he truly missed me because I'm, well, one thing that he missed about me in this experience was that, um, he missed that I was always doing something. And I was like, dude, I don't want to always be doing something. So when he said that I had to take a step back and, and say like, hold on, is that true? And is that really, truly something that I, that I really want to be doing? And that made me realize that, yeah, nine times out of 10, I am doing something. There's a part of me that says like, if I were to sleep in till 12 o'clock, 
oh my goodness, internally, I am fighting myself. I am like, dude, how do you let the entire morning just get away? How could you do that? Let's start off there. God gave you another day and you decided to throw it away because you wanted to sleep. Come on, dude. Like who does that? That's not cool. So internally, I'm beating myself up. I'm like, come on, why would you do that? That's not okay. Like, I don't care if I've had a long day. You know, I can be really, really hard on myself. I can be really, really um, anal about certain things, very controlling. You know, when you have um, perfectionism, there's that sense of control and that sense of fear, that sense of things going wrong, things not showing up the way that they should, things not happening the way that they should. And so it's this energy that you place around making sure within your willpower that it does happen the way that it should. Now, the big problem with that is that we are not in control. No matter how much we think we are, we're led to believe we are in control, but really not in control. Again, I'm well aware of that. I am understanding of that. I get that part. But at certain points, at certain times, it's very hard to accept it, for lack of better words, and let it be. And so, you know, with that aha moment, I recognize maybe I do need to take a step back and just not do something for a little bit. Like I'm always doing something around the household or doing something to fix something or, you know, doing something on the computer or ordering something or taking care of something or putting something together or figuring out dinner. Or if I'm just always, you know, going, 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 going. So the reality is me sleeping until 12, I guarantee is widely justified. I, there's a lot of reason why I'm probably tired. Okay. So, you know, my innate kind of response to that is to, you know, be negative of sorts and kind of feel guilty, but not necessarily celebrate it and say to yourself, check, you deserve it. It's okay. For those of you, again, who are just out there without this, you know, feeling kudos to you must be nice, but I literally have to talk myself through it in order to accept it because I don't want to accept it. I don't want to accept the fact that I lost hours of my day. Um, today is some a day that is unlike a lot of days where I have this kind of window and I'm trying to seize it. And usually what I'm going to do is fill it up with things that I wasn't able to get to because there's only so many, so many hours in a day. I can only be so motivated. Um, I can only be so like wrapped around the idea of doing certain things. And so I'm shifting, I'm, I'm shuffling, but I did have to say this past week that I kind of came back to reality, came back to my work schedule, just really trying to, you know, get some sort of normalcy, if you will, um, within the circumstance or within the circumstances in general. Um, you know, it was hard. It was really, really, really hard when you have an overwhelming to-do list, not the to do only the to-do list of like obvious things just because you're a part of an organization or association or whatever the case may be, whatever your work situation may be, but just, or your responsibilities maybe, or just the other things that you put on yourself. Cause as a perfectionist, you put a lot of things on yourself to get certain things done. It can be overwhelming. And sometimes you don't have the juice per se to be able to wrap your head around you know, getting everything done in a timely fashion or at all, 
in general. It's not, it's not for the faint hearted, honey, to be a perfectionist. So I had to really adjust and identify, okay, what's the best system? What's the best way for me to do these things? What's the time frame? How can I adjust my mood? Because, you know, when you feel like you're in a twilight zone and you can't wrap your head around the things that you should be doing or you want to be doing or you're not getting to, you get demotivated, you get frustrated, you get um, exhausted, overwhelmed, out of whack, mood swings happen. There's just so much to it. You know, you feel guilty, you feel like, you know, out of control. And so my latest and greatest um, solution to that is, I mean, one, obviously trying to adjust my expectations and serve myself in a way that I would naturally serve others. So it's also sometimes very hard for me to let others do things for me because I'm so used to think, doing things for them. And one of them being, for instance, today, for example, it's washing clothes at my sister's because it's just easier that way. I hate washing clothes at home. It's just too much chaos. I've had negative experiences because it's within the entire floor. And um, she offered to, you know, wash the clothes for me while I went out and grabbed and did the other things that I needed to do, my other errands. And in that split second in my head, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'll do it. I'll do it. It's my responsibility. I have to do it. I have to stay on top of this. I have to take care of it. I have to make sure it gets done properly or it gets done. Knowing good and well, she is more than capable of doing it. She's more than capable of handling it. She's offering to do something for me. But in the back of my mind, I'm worried about it. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if this is a good idea. Um, I, I wouldn't say unwillingly. Cause I obviously said, you know, okay, but it was hesitant because I'm like, I don't want to put that on somebody else. I don't want to give somebody else that control or that responsibility. You know, I still was, are you sure? Are you okay? You know, you don't have to this and this and that. I'm really, really trying to like save it and, you know, see if she'll retract. But she was like, no, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just putting stuff in and out. I can do it. I have other things that I'm going to do, but I'm going to be here. So even in that just small gesture, it threw me off because I was intended on staying there from the beginning to the end of what I came to do. And I wasn't going to let anybody else do it. I wasn't going to have her, you know, adjust her day for me. So what ended up happening, she ended up, you know, going to, you know, doing it for me. I ended up actually, um, I ended up actually doing all the errands that I needed to do. Thankfully, um, and letting her show up for me essentially and ways that I show up for her, but you know, it still felt like, Oh man, I kind of wish I didn't do that because I kind of wish I didn't give her that responsibility that she wasn't intending on doing today. You know, it's, it sounds weird. It sounds stupid, but it's just these little things that I, you know, chip at and these little things that I, you know, get, caught up in mentally, um, that I feel guilty of, you know, all the time, but I talked myself out of it. And I was like, you know, if she didn't want to do it, she wouldn't have offered. If she couldn't have done it, she should have just said no. You know, I really tried to just ease myself in the experience. So it wasn't something that, um, 
I saw as like the hindrance of me getting to the things that I need to get done. I wanted to make sure I had the availability to go and get the things when she was finished. It wasn't something was still on her plate. You know, it, it sounds very weird. It sounds very uncomfortable. It sounds very stupid, but to me, it's, it's very natural because I'm like, dude, why should anybody else depend on you in that way? And you know, I, you know, it just, it just, it just sounds very stupid, but in all actuality, it does, um, it is a big deal for me in its own way. But I have to say as, you know, getting out of this twilight zone that I mentioned earlier, dealing with things like imposter syndrome. And if you guys aren't familiar with it, you should definitely, definitely check it out. There's a lot of great resources on explaining it, but essentially this just means that, you know, you feel as though your accomplishments, your um, achievements, the things that you've done to work up to the person that you are right now, or just in general, um, you are not worthy of these things. So you tend to downplay them. You tend to not make it a big deal, or you tend to ignore it and not treat it as in the same fashion as you would if you were, if it were someone else. And, um, I didn't know about this until um, October of last year when I went to the Grace Hopper celebration, which is so funny. Um, that's a celebration that's held every single year. You guys should definitely check it out. It's for women in tech, but women of all different backgrounds go. Um, and it's international. Like it's a huge, huge deal. And there's a lot of great, um, things that come out of that celebration. I was so grateful to go, but even going there, I felt like what's considered like an imposter. Like how am I deserving or what, why should I go instead of somebody else going, you know, who do I think I am to think that this is for me? What am I going to get out of it? You know, I could be doing something else or I should be doing something else. But it was, it was just so interesting because I went to a seminar that discussed it and, um, it felt was, was actually with a speaker who <laughs> lives and breathes it. And, um, that was just super interesting because sitting in a room with like a hundred people and we kind of all gravitated here because it's completely interest-based. So none of the seminars are required. You go to whatever you want to You hop, jump, skip in and out of whatever you want. And, um, you know, going there and sitting in a room full of people who more than likely feel the exact same way. It just felt like out of body. Cause I was like, dude, I didn't even know this existed much less that these, this many people felt this same way. And as she had went to Q and a, it got quiet and nobody asked a question for like what it felt like an eternity, but something that always comes out of me, even though I feel like an imposter, you know, now that I have a name for it, I still have the same desire to stand up for myself. So it's this intro extrovert, life that I live where people assume that because I can be extroverted, that I don't have an introvert personality when it's really the introvert fighting to be an extrovert all the time. And I think that's where a lot of this perfectionist comes from. A lot of this, like, where does this motivation come from? This whole wanting to create an impact, all those things it's this introvert really screaming and saying, get out there. You have something to say. It's worthy for you to say it, do it, do it, do it. You know, being in a room and and she's just super inviting of like, listen, I didn't 
want to come either. And I didn't know what to say. And I didn't think I was worthy. And, and, you know, asking a question, asking for us to speak and, um, you know, me being the first one to say, you know what, I'm going to ignore that little voice in my head that's telling me, no, don't do it. You're, you're going to stumble. You're going to say something crazy. She's not going to want to know what you, what you care about. You know, um, all these, the people here, they're probably better than you. They're probably more well-spoken or from better industries or older than you. You know, what do you really have to say? But there was a piece of me that was like, just do it, just do it, just do it, just do it, just do it. And I did it. And I think it was such a relieving feeling. You know, I said my words and I asked her quite my question and, you know, and then went about my way and I felt like accomplished. I felt like I fought through it. And it's the same thing with this, you know, perfectionism. I have days that I push myself too far and I, um, try to make up for the days that I don't push myself that far. And I try to basically overcompensate or I try to wear too many hats. Now that is beyond stressful and a recipe for disaster, but I have to say there is good news. Um, I am a work in progress and I'm fully aware that my, um, battle is going to be won in a positive, um, empowering, you know, fashion because I, for instance, right now heading, I could be heading right to this big train wreck, but not only has God granted me all these different graces to allow me to ease into this arena that I'm going to be stepping in. And what I mean by arena is the different responsibilities that I'm going to be juggling, balancing, taking care of, managing, organizing, you name it, um, in the next couple of weeks. Now that this new kind of transition or chapter or experience is happening, <clears throat> um, but you know, it's, it's, it, it feels good to know that because I can brace myself for all of these things, I'm definitely going to see a, um, more, you know, level-headed version of myself, more assured <clears throat> of my decision self, you know, it's going to help my mood. It's going to help my overall feeling towards these things, my self-care, you know, recently, like I said, I, I, I've been always big about that in some way, shape or form, but more now than ever ordering little things for myself to boost my morale and get my motivation back and just, you know, regroup, especially after everything that I've gone through. It's very important. I am very important. My needs are very important. Um, you know, doing the things that I need to do for myself is very important and it makes me feel really, really good to be able to do the things that I can for myself and not feel apologetic for it. Although sometimes I feel like, do you need it? Should you do that? Are you sure? But in all actuality, yes, I'm deserving. I'm worthy. Um, and I have to fight the feelings sometimes that I may have that hold me back from doing all the things that I want to do for myself and also pace myself you know, to try not, again, try and try not to overcompensate for all the times that I didn't, you know, really trying to make it a habit and a consistent, um, experience. But, you know, 
dealing with perfectionism is super tricky, but I think some tips and tricks that I can just offer to you guys is to obviously one, you know, have that experience, allow yourself to go down that road, but have the realistic expectations in your back pocket of like, you know what? Everything very well may go left, but I'm going to control or I'm going to participate or influence this little section or this piece of it all because, you know, it is within my <clears throat> my access where, you know, allow me to control the things that I can and everything else, I'm going to let it be. I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to allow it to come at me and in whatever way it may come at me and I'm going to do my best to deal with it and to navigate it and not force it and not um, just completely throw it for a loop. And so once you start to rethink just how you accept perfectionism and deal with it and that relationship, it helps you adjust the stress levels associated with, the anxiety associated with, the negative thoughts associated with it, the whole um, recouping and just adjusting and the, uh, I won't say aggression, but more like the motivation behind it because it's, it's stressful. It's very stressful to be in that state of mind. And it's almost like, a, you know, setting yourself up for failure. There are times in which certain things that I've done or gone through have seemingly been perfect. And by perfect, I mean up to my standards and where I would have wanted it to be or where I would have wanted it to happen. And for that, I'm internally grateful because that made me feel good. It made me feel like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. But I don't want to put it, I don't want to, I don't want to explain it. I don't want to have the expectation or um, have the standards or the overall wants and needs of something that doesn't exist. And so keeping myself grounded whether it be just through my own self-talk or it'll be through, you know, my circle, my dream team, you know, checking me and just saying, hey, listen, it's not going to go down like that, honey. Like, no, let me be honest with you. Let it go. No, no. Or give me the boundaries or give me the expectations from the get-go or letting me know what they're comfortable with from the get-go so that way I cannot push them as much as I do because, again, having that mentality I have a tendency to ask of that from others. And I get that a lot. I do get a lot um, of people saying, hey, you know, what you want to do, how you want to do things isn't how I would do things. And that sends me that signal of like, you need to back off and let people navigate things the way that they want to navigate things and not force it upon them to see the things that you see or handle the things the way you handle things because it's not realistic. It's not good for their mental health either. Um, and you know, genuinely, I don't want to be that person towards them where I'm beating it down their throat, you know, or they feel guilty because they're not handling things in the way that I would like to be, you know, see them to be done. Um, but you know, just being overall more gentle to myself and, taking a step back and saying you do deserve breaks and you deserve times to just zone out and that's completely fine and that's completely okay because 
<clears throat> you've earned it. You completely earned it. Like you have worked your ass off to be here and there's nothing you can do or say that's going to take that away from you. But by operating in such a high level in such a high place is not healthy. It's not proactive. It's not beneficial to you or anybody else around you. And it's up to you to adjust and adapt and, you know, redesign the way you handle things. And I think as I've gotten older and as I've learned of, you know, my limits, my boundaries, things of that nature, um, I'm starting to learn a little bit more on how to redesign how I handle things. And um, when it comes to finding my boundaries, I do challenge myself still. I think that that's something that um, feels natural to me because I'm always trying to figure out my limit. I'm always trying to figure out what am I capable of? How much can I handle? What can I do? And challenging myself doesn't necessarily mean like um, going to school again because Lord knows that I am not intending on getting any PhD or any other bachelor's or any other master's. You can scratch that, honey. But it could mean learning a new um, skill or you know, picking up a different hobby or getting around to a hobby, you know, that I've been meaning to do. So, you know, there's so many other ways that I try to find, you know, to challenge myself or to see how hard I could push myself, you know, cooking something that I'm not familiar with or being creative, you know, I don't want to take the fun out of it because being a perfectionist can take the fun out of being creative, for example. Because I'm sitting here like, how can I make this look amazing? Or comparing it to other people and their attempts or their doings and to see if my, you know, my attempts can be, you know, um, well-recognized or highly complimented or meet the standards of professionals who've been doing this for years and years and years and years and years. You know, I have to be more graceful, like I said, with myself. And be more apologetic to the fact that I can't always get it right on the first time. I can't always do an amazing job on the first time. I'm going to need a second. I'm going to need some time to get used to it, to get familiar with it. Um, But I have to be kind. I have to be, like I said, graceful to myself because that's a process. And and embrace the learning curve and embrace the fact that I'm going to have these failures. You know, when I have my failures, I do reflect on them. And sometimes I do feel guilty and I do kind of do a debrief of everything. But when I circle back to it all, I have a tendency to, um, you know, just kind of say like, okay, we're going to fight at it again tomorrow. Like that's not going to change anything. You know, um, I can, I can always pick myself back up. Thankfully it does take a while. And every time it's a little bit different. It's not the same way for me to pick myself back up. So, you know, being a perfectionist and, you know, letting myself down or not being able to do things that I want to do when it comes back around and motivating myself again, it's not always the same way. And, um, I have to get creative and I have to get inspired sometimes. And even sometimes I have to even realize that I'm not even motivated. Like I'm not even there in the space to do what I'm setting out to do. But the beautiful thing about, you know, life, it's ever changing, reflowing and growth happens in different stages. And I know I'm growing in different stages and fighting this perfectionism and wanting to be in a certain light, in a certain place. 
and getting to the place of, I just don't give up. You know, they say when you get older, you just really stop caring. Um, I will say I have in a sense, but not completely. Okay. That's just that, I don't think that'll ever happen for me. But, um, anywho, um, I want to tell everyone, just thank you as always for listening. It's, It's such a beautiful thing to have an audience, whether small or big, you know, it's significant to me. It's important to me. You are important to me. I can't thank you guys enough how you stuck with me through the entire crazy year of 2020. I'm still holding on. I'm still trying to show up for myself and do this as challenging as it has been. Um, but I know I've been through worse and I'm deserving of these moments that I take for myself and these little sacrifices that I include in my life. Because Lord knows right now I could be sleeping. I was intended on going to sleep, but I said, here's my window. I'm going to have to take it and catch some sleep at another time. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and thank you so much for listening until my next episode. Take it easy and stay safe.